Hey everybody, welcome once again to Greenlight Reviews. My name is Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. Today, Ann, we are going to review a film called The Homesman. Right. It is directed by and stars Tommy Lee Jones with Hilary Swank. Yes. Two very, very fine actors in one of the most depressing movies I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's Drearysville. It takes place in the mid-1800s, out on the prairie. They're in Nebraska. Yes. Hilary Swank plays Mary B. Cuddy. She is a relatively wealthy maiden lady. Well, we call them spinsters. Spinsters, that's (laughs) right. What she wants more than anything else is to get married. But nobody wants to marry her because she is too plain looking. Well, they say, use plain as a milk bucket, but bossy. That's right. (laughs) I've always thought Hilary Swank was very pretty, but she's not pretty in this film. No, but I agree with you. She's most attractive. So what happens here is there are three married women Mm -hmm. who live close by in Nebraska Because of the lives they have led out on the prairie, mostly lonely and being abused by their husbands, the three of them go completely insane. They've also had some tragic events because of plague and childbirth. Sure. There were many reasons why these women went mad. Yes, but they are so mad that they can no longer speak. Right. They're dangerous to the other members of their family. Yes. So the preacher, played by John Lithgow, decides that these three women must be taken across the river to someplace in Iowa and given over to another preacher there and his wife who will make sure that they are taken care of for the rest of their lives. But how are they going to get there? Right. So the John Lithgow character asks Mary B. Cuddy to escort them. Mm -hmm. She can't really do that very well by herself because they are so dangerous, these three women, that they have to be tied up. Not only that, but she might encounter Indians along the way, all kinds of weather problems and so on. So she really needs a man's help. And she finds the help in a crusty old guy who is something of a gunman. He's also a drifter and a grifter. Yes. His name is George Briggs, played by Tommy Lee Jones. The last thing he wants to do is go with her. However, when Mary B. Cuddy first meets George Briggs, he is being hanged. He is sitting there on top of a horse with a noose around his neck, just waiting for the horse to go someplace. So she saves his life, but now he owes her, and he agrees finally to go mm-hmm. with her across the prairie. And that's the story, really. We see all these terrible things happen to these three women at the beginning. Then for the rest of the film, they are tied up in the back of what used to be a prison wagon. Mm -hmm. Of course, he is up there driving it. His horse is tied up behind and is trotting along. And it goes on forever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think you kind of summed it up. The partnership between these two, Cuddy and Briggs, could have been really electric. But the way that it's depicted in this screenplay, it's just pretty much ho-hum. In fact, everything about this movie is disappointing. I felt that they really squandered a great premise because when you have three mad women in a jail wagon being transported across country by two unlikely people played by Swank and Jones, you would think that that would give rise to a great plot and wonderful dynamics and dramatics. The girls could have been getting jealous of her relationship with him or try to win him over. They could have done so much more with the story and it had all the elements for a crack and good screenplay, but they didn't go there. Instead, 
she's stern, but a softy. He's gruff, but being a softy. These are roles these two people could do in their sleep. And frankly, I thought maybe they were doing it in their sleep half the time. There was no real imaginative quality going on in their acting, or I should say more in the writing. That was very disappointing. It was disappointing. Again, I so admire these two. I agree. Top notch. Yeah. But there is little excitement here, except when he finds himself alone with these three women. Right. He has run out of food. He finds this hotel in the middle of nowhere, and they won't give him any food. They have loads of food there, but they won't give him any food because they're expecting people to come and buy the hotel. And the hotel is currently owned Mm -hmm. by James Spader. (laughs) There are more crazy cameos in this movie. It was almost distracting. Yes, it was distracting. Tommy Lee Jones' direction misleads you. Certainly for the last third of the movie, it was as though it was a whole other film tacked on to the end of the first movie. Right. They did not relate to each other at all. Talk about another great actress who shows up towards the tail end of the picture. Yes. Now, I had said that they are transporting these three women to Iowa into the care of another preacher and his wife. Right. And his wife, for five minutes at the end of the film, is played by Meryl Streep. Ah, yes. I had to ask myself, Why? (laughs) Why are you in this film? I figured out very quickly that one of the three mad women who has no dialogue at all Right. He is Grace Gummer, who is the daughter of Meryl Streep. And I'm sure she said, Mom, can you give me a break here? Come in here. This movie needs help. (laughs) Meryl Streep wasn't even that terrific. I mean, she was fine. But again, there was no excitement in this film. There's also a problem in the film because we know very little about the character of Mary B. Cuddy. And for the first two-thirds of the movie, this film is all about her. And then the focus shifts over to Briggs. Right. But we don't know why she was so desperate, except for the fact that she's plain. We don't know whether she was raised on the prairie. There's no backstory for her, and I missed that. I think that would have helped had we known just a little bit more about her. I felt the same way about Briggs. We know that he's a grifter and a drifter and a no-good drunk and all of that, but those are stock assumptions that we make about characters that we see in pioneer time. It would have been helpful had there been something along the line of originality of character. I think so, too. They didn't spend enough time on the writing of this film. Especially with Tommy Lee Jones. Agreed. I kept thinking of him in so many films where he's played the same old, cranky, bad-tempered drunk. I would love to see him play a guy wearing a suit and has a little bit of class because he's a very classy human being. But I was disappointed in him. I was very disappointed in her because, forget about her makeup that made her look bad, she was just not very interesting. So I was very disappointed in this film. It gave me much less than I expected. Mm -hmm. I can't give it a red light because the acting of the two leads was pretty good, but I certainly am not going to give it anything other than a struggling yellow light. Well, I didn't have a great time on this trip with the homesman going across country. As a result of that, and again, the disappointing aspects of the screenplay, I thought Hilary Swank did a very good job with what she was given, but I didn't think it was enough to elevate the film. So for that reason, I'm also giving it a weak yellow light. Okay, two weak yellow lights for the homesman.
Well, we're going to come back and review another film very, very soon. We hope you will join us at that time. Until then, though, my name is Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews hopes that you will find your home the next time you go to the movies. Hi, I'm Christina Yerling Biro, host of the podcast Pop Culture Confidential. Join me as I go way behind the scenes with some of the most influential people in entertainment and media. Hear actors such as Succession's Brian Cox talk about his favorite characters to play. There always has to be a mystery. The audience have to be in a situation where they want to know what's going on. Meet studio execs like Pixar chief Pete Docter and learn his secret on how he makes us cry. Emotion is our first language. And so many others who are defining popular culture, from Obama speechwriter David Litt to Top Chef host Padma Lakshmi. We don't often think about food politically or we don't want to, but it really is. Join me. Search for Pop Culture Confidential wherever you get your podcasts.